True North Nerds. Yay! This week we cover the news as per always, a little bit about Fan Expo, and uh, probably a lot about the first couple episodes of Ahsoka. But first, we have Ryan. Hello. And we have Kevin. I'm here. And we have me, Brent. Yay! Well, we don't have Jen. Jen Aww. is uh, away to, uh, to just how recording schedule worked. Uh, she was off for this weekend. So uh, it's just the three of us today. Just the oh. three of us. Yep. Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this week? What is in the news? I'm trying to find something that I thought I shared in the news, but I can't seem to find it. I saw it in in our chat. No, not that one. Not the other one. one. Not the no, one I, I shared tonight. I don't know tonight. what the other one was. So I thought I thought I wrote it down, but I don't see it in my notes. Um, it was also uh, strike related. Anyway, we'll just get into it. Um, yeah. So there's some. There's been some some news on the SAG Af, uh, Afra Aftra striking side of things. Um, they have come to an agreement with AMC Television Studios or Productions, oh. and uh, they will be resuming work on the Walking Dead uh, franchises. Oh wow! So hopefully this is like the first, you know, domino to, to drop here in this uh, saga, and soon deals will be reached with uh, other studios. Well, you know, I, I guess this means that AMC is not considered one of the major studios then, and they must not be part of the uh, the AMPTA, the yeah, the whatever the you know the the big organization that they're really striking against. So yeah. I could see that because realistically, like AMC up until whenever walking dead started didn't really have like a huge amount of original programming they were mm. a channel that just re-ran things and even to this day that's more or less what they do um, much, with yeah. a couple exceptions being uh the walking dead of course and uh is yellowstone on amc no, no that's paramount paramount yeah. okay I, I just uh, assume it is because it's kind of cowboyish there is a show there's a show with um um oh the actress who was on Shit's Creek, Annie Murphy. There's an, a show with Annie Murphy that's on AMC, I think. 
but yeah. Yeah. they did they do have original programming but it's not like hmm. i think if you like tallied it up it would be far below what most of the other studios are, are in the midst oh, of sure yeah 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 uh following with that dune part two has now been delayed until next march mm-hmm. so we were looking forward to that this november well not anymore and uh one of our customers at the store walked up to me on wednesday and went well you called it mm. i'm like called what <laughs> like you said on the podcast about dude probably getting postponed I'm like yeah i called it but really that's it's like it shooting pretty fish in a barrel at that yeah. point with, yeah. with some of those i um, um have you heard anything about other shows be any other movies being delayed? I thought I had read that a lot of the Disney stuff was being pushed around. Yeah, we had oh, there was a whole big list uh I don't know if it was like two episodes ago we went over that. Oh, okay. And that included shows like Agatha and uh um Daredevil and that kind Um well, of, yeah. those don't even have release dates yet. Because they haven't, well, Daredevil might have had a release date, but those of them that, like Agatha, have they even finished filming that? Yes, apparently they have. Oh, okay, because I don't remember hearing anything even about a release date on that, but yeah, hearing that it's being delayed, not surprised. Uh, let's see, Mashable actually has a list up. Uh, Godzilla Kong, The New Empire, that is moved. Uh, Challengers apparently has moved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crap. That moved to next year. Um, that was the the tennis movie with Zendaya on it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's. And this is where we like the interesting thing about these strikes is it's also where we get to learn about movies that probably got announced but like got, somehow got like completely under the radar. So, for instance, did either of you know that there was a Lord of the Rings animated movie in the works called The War of Rohirrim? No. Yeah, apparently it tells the story of Rohan's king, Helm Hammerhand, and the namesake of Helm's Deep. It's an animated film. Now it's been moved to next December. Mm. Uh, Dirty Dancing sequel's been moved to summer 2025. Yeah, like so that we're also talking about movies that have like not even seen the the light of cameras yet. Yeah, right. Now wait, so that Dirty Dancing is that a sequel or a remake? An actual <gasps> sequel with Jennifer Grey in it, who was oh, the wow. female star of the the first yeah. one. I remember hearing something about it a while ago, mm. but I did I just like assumed it was one of those things that like. If I had a quarter for every movie that we heard was getting a sequel, um, so wow, brain fart. What's his name from that uh, movie? Patrick Swayze. Patrick That's it. Wow, it's too late. My brain doesn't work anymore today. Uh, just before we get too far on that same in that same vein, perfect segue. Um, there's a Roadhouse remake. Oh yeah, with Jake, uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, it is going to be rated R. Well, that's kind of the way you want that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the original one was, so. Yeah, I, I remember a little bit about that because they filmed at a UFC event. 
Because I guess his character is a mixed martial artist at the start of the movie or some such thing. That makes sense. Because it's like a, like they filmed like during like a fight scene in like a legit fight setting, not like outside of a bar or anything yeah. like that. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, should be interesting. Roadhouse. <laughs> Um, did you have more news, more on that list, or? Oh no, there's just always like tons of stuff, and yeah. some okay. of it's just moving. Like we've already talked about it, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so continuing more uh, possible strikes. Uh, there's talk that uh, the Walt Disney Studios VFX crew could be following the Marvel VFX workers in moving to unionize. I've heard that, yeah. So it's a double whammy on Disney, but you know what? It's probably it's due. It's probably, you know the time for it is probably due. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's we had a big kind of like weirdly at work today. Yep. Ryan and I and uh, occasional guests on uh, Mount Wrestlemore, other Ed, had a big discussion in regards to this in terms of uh, pro wrestlers. Because it came up because John Cena, who is a fairly well-known actor at this point, also mm-hmm. a pro wrestler, is going to be doing a run on WWE TV over the next little while. And, like, he's going to be there for doing SmackDowns for, the, like, two months, essentially. Well, he's on television. How does this not count to, like against the union guidelines is sort of the question other than the fact that uh no pro wrestling organization is unionized mm. uh, so and but wrestlers even still, are deemed as like, they're not part the wrestlers themselves are not part of uh, part of the union they're yeah. deemed you know independent contractors and i guess wrestling's not acting even though you could make the argument that it is, mm-hmm. but, but uh, it's a it, it, it like you can see both sides of the argument, right? Like oh yeah, it, it, like this. Uh, I assume in terms of how John Cena's people see this, this falls into either sports or falls into sort of the same category that conventions do, right? Like as long as he's not there promoting whatever movie he's sort of gotten in the can on the back burner or like that uh i guess one that just got added to netflix that uh vacation friends 2 yeah which i imagine originally that was part of the idea probably was him because he, he as of late he doesn't show up on tv unless it kind of coincides with something he's doing film wise which granted i get but this also brought on the idea of this would be the perfect timing for SAG to start getting their mitts into the pro wrestling business. Because legitimately, that like there's a good chunk of money to be made there, too, if they could ma- manage to do it. And it's been tried before and never happens, but... Yeah. It would be interesting. very interesting. Yeah. But... Um. So with that in mind, there's a story out today, too, that uh, they could be looking to go. Uh, I guess they put it they'd be putting it to a vote to the to the union or to the, the members 
uh, on whether or not to go on strike against the video game studios. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. So the, the you know, Rockstar Games, Insomniac, you know, and, and other big studios like that could be getting impacted. I can see that. Especially since, like, much like cartoons and animation, right, is the um, amount of crossover between actors and voiceover right now. You know, it's 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 like in these weird spots that like, you know, so there there are voice actors who do video games and cartoons and all that are on a different deal. But now is like more than ever. We see actual well, I shouldn't say actual because that's sort of almost like that's demeaning to what a voice actor does. They they do good work and all that sort of stuff. But yes, like a, a physical actor, live action actor, like we see plenty of them start coming into like cartoons and you know, the into the Spider-Verse being a prime example, the mm-hmm. Mario movie being another is you know where where do we draw lines here of what's what kind of well thing? it'd be interesting to see if those you know if any voice if any and every voice actor qualifies for sag or not it'd be interesting or do you have to, is it just the ones that are like you said have the live action that also then do voices are they the only ones that are union covered and would be covered by these or is it just any and everyone, if you have the right qualifications, can apply to be a member of the union. Yeah, because depending on, like, if you treat it the same way the 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 regular actors are treated, it's like, how many film credits do you need to be part of the union? Yeah. It's not know. like a super huge amount, but you also have to have, like, a certain amount uh, every year, too, in order yeah. to qualify for that health insurance. But you look at some it's, of these voice actors, it's like... I'm not sure if they would qualify based on hours kind of thing, but based on like appearances, like some of these voice actors are like eight, nine people in an episode. So where, like what, what is the standard they would have to set for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, the threshold for getting benefits from your union is $26,000. That's how much they have to make a year to qualify for, for insurance. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So and it the, says, oh, and eighty percent of actors don't make that much. Yeah. Which is part of why they're striking. Mm-hmm. So that's why. So in this article, so SAG AFTRA, uh, they're seeking better wages, protections against AI, better working conditions such as vocal stress protections for those in the gaming industry. So the negotiations with uh, a bunch of the company, like the, the game studios, is set to start uh, September 26th. Uh, so there could be a chance of the gaming industry strike uh, it would start uh, by the end of this month. Oh. Depending on how negotiations go. So. And, uh, you know, maybe it's the, the communist in me or whatever you want to <laughs> say it is. I am very much of the the opinion that, like, can use can unions abuse be abused? Yes, that is very true. But on the whole, that's like we the reason we have holidays at our unions 
yes. for the most part. Stuff yeah. like that. And more power to them. Like, I, 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 if this is the only way that these people could get health insurance, like, more than, like I'm all for it. Well, especially in the states where they don't have yeah. coverage like we do, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the latest on the union stuff that we've got uh, in the news. Um, on a completely different note, mm-hmm. guess what's getting a 4K remaster this October? Cinderella. No. Well, well maybe I don't know. It is. That's not what. No, that's not on my list. <laughs> Oh, okay, what is it that made your list, Ryan? The Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, sweet. Oh, I, that's my favorite Muppet movie. See? Much better than Snow White. Cinderella. But anyway, that is Both. my favorite Muppet movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's getting a full 4K remaster, and so it's going to get a 4K Ultra HD release this fall, uh, October 24th. I don't have a TV to appreciate that kind of quality yet, but but I'm sure it'll have a regular Blu-ray that'll still be up upresed. Yeah. Will it be true. on Disney Plus in 4K? I have no idea. Probably eventually. Because that one's not on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. At Maybe all. That's why. Oh. Well. I don't believe it is. Um. Yeah. Uh, I love that one. That's the one where Kermit gets bonked on the head and loses his memory and thinks he's an advertising executive named yes. Phil. And uh, Miss Piggy breaks out of jail by bending the bars. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Phil. These are my friends, Bill, Gil, Dill, and Lil. Um, and I've got another surprise 4K release. This one's coming in November. Which is... I would have thought, it's a little early for me, I would have thought this would have been a better, maybe a December release. But it's good time either way. It's a classic, starring Bill Murray. Scrooged? 35th anniversary 4K release of Scrooged. Wow. Wow. That's a good movie. That is a holiday classic. That's one of those ones when I see if I see it on TV at that time of year, I will stop and watch at least part of it. Um, and in my last little bit, uh, do you guys did you see the trailer for Rebel Moon? Oh, that is the new Zack Snyder film, right? Yes, the Zack Snyder two part movie Star Wars. that's coming to Netflix. That was like his star would have been his Star Wars movie if they would have let him make a Star Wars movie. Uh, it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. There are glowing swords, both blue and I think red or orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like a lot of bunch of alien landscapes, some aliens, space stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and since okay. it's on Netflix, I will watch it. I'll definitely take a look. Um, it the trailer definitely looks like Zack Snyder's Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> for, for better or for worse, it really does, like, fit that category. He did have, like, an interesting comment that, like, when you first read it, sounds, like, a little bit too cool for school. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, he actually has a little bit of a point. Is 
he he made the comment that one of the things he has changed with his, and who knows how much it it actually this comment will come to bear of the fact that like when he watched Star Wars, one of the things that kind of always bugged him is the clothing is so similar from like system to system, the race to race stuff like that. And he's like, if you're growing up on like completely different planets with different like religions and civilizations and like that, the the clothing and like culture should be much much different. And he's right. I just don't know if he's going to pull that off in this mm. movie. Now I can agree with that statement, but then I can also make the counter argument, at least as far as Star Wars is concerned, is that it's been a intergalactic, you know, republic then an empire like it's been it's like you know globalization on a on the umpteenth scale so you yeah. have these inter, you know traders going from planet to planet and all this stuff um so i'm not surprised to see uh clothing similar from planet to planet plus we didn't really see a lot of different planets in the original especially the original star wars right we saw tatooine we saw yeah. hoth, hoth we saw Yavin, we saw Dagobah, we saw Endor. So, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next? Uh, that's it for my news. Anybody else got anything? <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, really it's, have anything. it's been, it's been a little bit of a, a slow news sort of yeah. area, but uh, thank you. Um, as uh, many of our Canadian listeners might be aware of, Fan Expo was uh, recently. And, Fan Expo Canada. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess I should specify. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just so used to it. Like, for the longest time, it was the only one. So, it was, yeah. Um, until they, like, brought everything in under that that brand. But, um, yeah. So, uh, I did not go. I did not uh, for go either. Various reasons this year, uh, but Ryan and his brother went. Uh, so, anything interesting, interesting or noteworthy that came out of it? I know you didn't like really attend much in the way of panels, but like just walking around the floor and stuff. Uh, it was the return of the big sponsor booth. Oh, like there was Paramount Plus was there with a big booth, which I never made it made it into because there was a big line to get into it. Oh, wow. Uh, but they had photo op spots for Invincible, for Strange New Worlds, for what's that? Uh, Twisted Metal. Right. Uh, and then and the boys. Wait, Paramount Plus had. Oh, sorry, Invincible? that was on. Sorry. No, I was mixing the two up. Wow. Like That's I said, Amazon. brains mush. There was also Amazon Prime. They had Invincible and the boys. Okay. Sorry. I also didn't make it into that booth because it was too much of a line. But they also had oh wait, which one is now which one had what? Somebody had a big tur- a turtles. They had the new the, the mutant mayhem turtles there. So you could take photos with. They actually had some some maquette, like some mock up ones, and then they actually had some guys in costumes. Oh awesome. I saw them walking around the floor at one point. Um but yeah, so there's a lot of cool like they have those big booths with some cool photo op opportunities. Uh there was an Ahsoka display that had props from the series they had a they had a chopper they had some lightsabers and some some helmets and a loath cat 
So Disney Plus had a presence too. Well, yeah, but it was a just it was an Ahsoka presence. Okay. Um, and then in there they also had one of these boot, little booths you could get into, and they had a camera that did uh, a 360 spin around. Uh huh. And so you give you some lightsabers, and they would spin around, and then make a video, and they would they would email you the video, so then you could share it on your social medias. Uh, eBay had a big collector zone, and they had some like uh, claw machines you could play to win prizes. Uh, it looked like there was some stuff that there was some they had some auctions going on, and then they had they also had one of those 360 GoPro camera things going on, uh, and at numerous times over the weekend they had friend of the show sometimes co-host uh, Ed Campbell's Snowhawk cosplay uh, was there in costume. And uh, my brother and I happened to go by when he was there in his Doctor Strange, and so we got him to join us in our photo, and it turned out pretty good. I've, uh, oh, I don't know if I shared it out on, on what I think I might have put it out on Tales from the Collectiverse, but if not, I'll add them to our social this week. Uh, so those were there, giving away stuff, and you know, have extra, uh, had some awesome stuff to look at. Uh, I was surprised at the number of comic book dealers that were there this year. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of long boxes to dive through for people looking for comics, and lots of slabs, lots of like lots of CGC books. Artist Alley was as busy as always. Uh, I've heard rumors that next year they may be trying to widen the aisles even more to make it a little more manageable over there, and uh, you know. Yeah, the but final... how did they how did they do that without eliminating booths? That is also one thing I've heard is that it is going to cost a few booths to be eliminated, also causing the rest of the tables to go up in price. Mm. Uh, I heard a rumor that um, maybe it wasn't a rumor. Maybe I saw an actual photo of this, (coughs) that Ms. Marvel herself, Iman Vellani, was was walking the con floor dressed as Jubilee. Yes, she was. Confirm. She yep. was, it was her and a friend were wandering around, and uh, according to uh, people I know, they talked to uh, Dan Slott and Zeb Wells and like a couple of the, the Marvel writers. Um, I'm assuming uh, a few other things, but uh, was she there as a Marvel writer? The, nope, because no, she was, she was there, there as a, as a person with a, a pass because. Because I also saw that she did a signing at her local comic store in Richmond Hill last yeah. week. Uh, mm-hmm. Heroes World. Yeah, yeah that's it. Well, Markham. And um, uh, because she's writing the new Ms. Marvel uh, X book. Yeah. Ms. Yep. Marvel is an X. Which the first yeah. issue came out, and it's uh, fairly good. Oh, good. I think yeah. it's called uh, uh, Ms. Marvel New Mutant. Yeah. Yes. So that's cool to see uh, somebody like that having fun at the convention. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it, it sounds like she. I don't. I think most people didn't know she was there. Didn't no. recognize her. She's probably not somebody. Uh, somebody who um, who would be overly recognized. Like Ms. Marvel was her big project, and unless yeah. unless I was confronted with her. Uh, face-to-face as Ms. Marvel or in conjunction with Ms. Marvel, I probably wouldn't recognize him on Villani either. Yeah, yeah and uh, and 
I'm guessing from some of the pictures that I saw that she herself posted up, she had like the big pink Jubilee sunglasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those down, like it, it's almost like wearing a mask. Like a mask, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, she just went in, as, like, as far as I can tell, I don't know, like, I, she may have paid her for her own pass kind of thing, like, I don't, it wasn't, put it this way, the, the guy who runs the comic book booking was unaware of it until the next day, when wow. he heard from, like, the people that she talked to, that, like, oh, hey, by the way, did you know? <laughs> That's so, kind of awesome. Yeah. And, like, it, it's nice, also nice that, like, again, like, one of the ways Mark, the my boss at Big B, has always phrased it that's kind of awesome about the show. He, like, he the show wasn't really meant for him. But one of the things he always found kind of nice is, like, she, in many, many ways, is Ms. Marvel. Like, she is the, like, physical yeah. representation of that character before like because of that character kind of thing like she she was shopping at a comic book store and that was the first thing that they suggested to her and she has become like a fan of the medium and eventually became part of it which is pretty awesome that is it's one of the probably the best best argument you can make for you know diverse representation in media oh she's fantastic i loved ms marvel yeah yeah same. Yeah, I enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed reading the comics off and on. So, um, you know, I, I I ended up I spent a little bit of money, not as much as I have in the past. You know, there was a lot of stuff to shop. Um, lot. Of, you know, I've heard a lot of people complain that there was a lot of anime stuff. Now, people buy uh, anime stuff, so they, why can? Well, you know, that's that, that's why there's a lot of anime stuff. That's why, exactly. why that's why there's a lot of Funko Pops at these things because people buy Funko Pops. Exactly. Um, but yeah, people people and people the internet like people like to complain. Yeah. Um, what else did we see? Uh, well, Friday we had no problem getting around. We went from the north building to the south building and back again. Um, of course, I've heard the stories about Saturday. And it's the same old thing you hear every year. Mm-hmm. It's stupid to move around. If you, you know, good luck getting back and forth. Uh, people getting stuck in between. Mm. People, you know, worried that you know having hard times necessarily getting to different photo ops or uh, different things because they've, you know, didn't give themselves enough time in between. Oop, and there goes my phone. I lose points. I didn't mute it. That's <laughs> Drew's fault. He texted me. He is currently watching Ahsoka, and yes, Drew, you're right. That person that he's fight that Ahsoka's fighting in Cruella does look really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there he can get this answer and send me text to come back. He'll get this in two days. Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm? uh, what else? Um, uh, yeah, the, some of the prices for items, you know, like everything else, they were higher than normal, I think, but mm-hmm. that's the times we live in. What can you say? Uh, all in all, though, it was Fan Expo. It was what I expected, and guess what? I'll probably go next year again. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Speaking of Ahsoka, mm-hmm. 
Ahsoka is now airing on Disney+. Plus. We are three episodes in because they mm-hmm. did that thing where they launched two episodes the same day. And then the next week they had another one. Uh, this is a follow-up to all the stuff that we've seen in The Mandalorian, but really this is a sequel or maybe even another season mm-hmm. of a favorite of ours, Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, let's start with Kevin. Yep. What did you think um, so far? I'm finding it a little bit hard to follow because I haven't watched all of Rebels. I mean, I've watched enough to know who Ezra is, who Hera's um, missing husband is, and that kind of thing, but not enough to know all the details. Oh, and you so, never saw the end of Rebels? I did not, no. Oh. So, uh, it is leaving me a little bit like, I don't know exactly what's happening here. Uh, but, having said that, the the performances are great. Uh, I like that this is this is the first Star Wars with three female leads, which I think is kind of fun. Um, the bad guys seem cool and bad and evil and scary. And there are space whales. So uh, what's not to like? <laughs> all right, Ryan, uh, you and I, uh, however, have seen all of Rebels. Yes. And we both really enjoy Rebels. Yes. What are your thoughts so far? Uh, I'm enjoying it. My thought, my my first thought that comes to mind is I wish the episodes were a little longer. Because I want more. That's all. I just, I want more. I'm loving it. I think it's been great. Um, it's one of those things, It'll I think it'll watch great when I can just sit and binge it again. And not have to wait weeks in between episodes. Uh, I want more Chopper. I, I love that he has a little... You know, hidey hole on the Phantom where he keeps his stuff and he's accusing Hera of going through it mm-hmm. when she says she didn't, but then she knows exactly where he where she where the, the tracker should be and he finds it there. So I think she might have been going through his stuff. Uh makes me wonder if he had like a, a you know a, a pistol, like a blaster or something hidden in there. Uh, I love the fact that he wasn't you know, he was kinda like wasn't afraid to drop this giant ship on a, a city full of people because that's chopper and mm-hmm. he's got one of the highest body counts in star wars so mm-hmm. accurate <laughs> so um rebels is, uh, i've on often gone on record rebels and rogue one are probably my favorite of the the post Lucas sort of Star Wars stuff. Um, Dave Filoni was handpicked by George Lucas to be a major part of Clone Wars, and I would honestly say, and he would never. If I told him this in person, Dave Filoni would never take it as that. Like he would just sort of like, no, I'm good, but not. I think Dave. Get Star Wars better than George Lucas ever got Star Wars. Mm, wow! Um, like it, I, I think he's like he. The honestly, I think what it really comes down to is Dave Filoni understands what Star Wars, what works in Star Wars from the lessons he learned from George, and has gone on to prove that 
I, I think overall he's a better storyteller. Maybe not word, world builder, because that, that is George Lucas's strength. I've said that on the show many, many times. Mm-hmm. Feel free to come at me, because I don't back down from this statement. I think it, George Lucas's imagination and ideas are like really unparalleled in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I think what the the prequels really sort of showed was how in execution he was not the the best of directors. Mm-hmm. And as a screenwriter, he, there is some failings as well. That's why the, the movies like after New Hope, they were all written by other people other than him. And the the main movie out of the prequels that always gets crapped on is episode one, which is the one that he is like pretty much from top to bottom. That's George Lucas. And in episode two and three, he had co-writers. So there's something to be said for that. Whereas Dave, I think, really gets what makes Star Wars tick and works for people, or at least in a modern setting. And this has everything that I like about Star Wars. We have lightsaber fights. We have space battles. We have a mission that these characters are on. We have like, like even some of like the, like it's weird to say like absurdity. It's like a lot of this is absurd to begin with, but like there are space whales that can travel in hyperspace lanes. (laughs) And yet it seems like it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. The, my, honestly, my only complaint of the show and i i feel that like maybe it's it's a little bit me and it's also a little bit like getting used to that this character has changed is rosario dawson's uh ahsoka this is the most we've seen her in the last like like she's appeared on mandalorian a couple mm-hmm. times but like now we're, like this show is built around her right yeah and the ahsoka from the tv versions is very much more of a fun-loving character. This version of Ahsoka is much more stoic, much more mm-hmm. like Jedi mastery, which she is not. She she didn't get there. She she quit before she got that far. <laughs> but um, I part of me also feels that like you know like like I've been thinking about it the last little while because it's the only thing that sort of has bugged me a little bit of the show is like. Yeah, but the like, she's been through some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the whole part about like the Jedi Council putting her on trial and her ending up quitting, which is like basically losing her family from the get go. Um, like you know, being a rebel, which can't be fun, and not only that, when she finds out that like the evil dark lord the one the one that's making everybody helping make everybody's lives terrible is her former master and like one of her best friends maybe that does something to a person who's so nice. maybe, who maybe i should be a little bit yeah yeah I would like to see a little bit more fun in the show is the only thing and i i think we'll get that eventually like well, when we I see think... more of chopper and stuff but I think one of the main uh, themes of this show is what is a Jedi? We have Ahsoka, who never completed her training, never officially became a Jedi. She walked out on Anakin. 
before before she was before she completed her training. We have Sabine, who was her Padawan. So what does it mean to be trained by someone who never officially became a Jedi? We have these two dark Jedi who um, they're not Sith Lords, but they're not Jedi because they're very evil, it seems. And um, uh, so we've got all these different kinds of force users. We've got a, we've got a, someone trained to be a Jedi who doesn't seem to be able to use the force at all. So that's also kind of interesting. So th- the question of what is a Jedi, what what does it take for a person to call themselves a Jedi is is very interesting. Like what what right does Luke Skywalker have to call himself a Jedi? He was yeah. being trained by Master Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan died before Luke finished his training. So, you know, there are no current Jedi who have, except Yoda, uh, and is Yoda still around? No, Yoda's dead at this point too. So um, there, there's there's no very few current Jedi around who can actually lay claim to the title of Jedi Knight because they were all wiped out during the um, during the the Clone Wars and the um, the the Rebellion War. So uh, I think it's I think it's an interesting. Because the Mandalorian so uh, has has not dealt with this side of the Star Wars universe, it's it is kind of nice to see that Ahsoka really is playing into the what is going on with Force users and the Jedi um, at this time uh, in the in the um, timeline of Star Wars. So, did I say too much? No, no, no. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I do like that, you know, they're they're in the way they're with Sabine being trained. They're once again going back to the whole like if you go back to the original, it's not you know the force is in everybody. It just comes down to a matter of, you know, yes, there can be an innate skill thanks to possibly you know, genetics and lineage, but a lot of it just comes down to you know training and mm-hmm. meditation and you know just work to become one with the force or to be able to use the force. Um, later on, it became, well, what's your midichlorian count? But, you know, even the robot said, yeah, she would never have met the, you know, the council's standards to be trained, but that's why she's like, yeah, there's no council anymore. You know, yeah. look what years and years of them, you know, ab- abiding to those strict rules of, you know, taking them away from their families mm-hmm. and only being, you know, having to be a certain, like it's already a midichlorian count or power level, right? So it didn't help them in the end. Um, so uh, there, there is currently a couple mysteries mm-hmm. in the show. Uh, the, the biggest, of course, being the fact that we don't know what has happened to Ezra. Or do we? Um, no, we don't. A ton of <laughs> a ton of clickbait articles are floating around with the um, that Ezra might be the identity of the mystery uh, uh, Jedi hunter that In- Inquisitor the Merrick Inquisitor. That, yes, um, there's also been links of that name to other characters. Um, including uh, the main character in the Force Unleashed games. 
Um, yeah. uh, anybody got any thoughts on that, or is this the? Or, well, I got thoughts. Undetermined. I got thoughts. Okay, go ahead. Well, it's not Ezra, because if it was Ezra, then we'd know. Then it would be like, okay, well, if that's Ezra, where's Thrawn? Why isn't Thrawn already here? If they haven't actually contacted Thrawn because they're still looking for him, but we know he's alive because we saw the saw him in the trailers, um, and he's supposed to be in this other galaxy, then how did Ezra get back here? And then if he got back here, why is he bad? And then also, why would he not just be like, oh, yeah, Thrawn's over here? But so that's why I don't think it's Ezra. I don't. It doesn't make sense for it to be Ezra, even a brainwashed Ezra. Um, could it turn out to be a version of or connected to uh, Starkiller from the games, possibly. I read something, I guess his original name was like, was like Merrick where this one's met like, with an, I. it was, it's very, the spelling is definitely different. Yeah. It's like an I instead of an O or something like this. Like it's very close in spelling that it could be like, Oh yeah, it just sounds different or, mm. you know, cause the, those games don't really count. So, so yeah, the, what seems to be fueling that is the fact that um, in the credits, Sam Witwer is uh, credited as, like, additional cast or something like that. Yeah. Sam being the voice of that character in the video games. And uh, part of the likeness. Yeah. Uh, the, the only thing with that that, like, I, I can see it. Because it, it is one of those things that, like, you know, the the problems, the good slash bad thing about Dave Filoni is there isn't a lot of accidents with no. Dave Filoni. No. And this would be one of those ones where I could definitely see it in a lot of ways. Now, the other side of it is uh, Sam Wetweir, as much as, like, I love the guy is he is multiple things to Star Wars people. Yeah. Uh, he did voices in Jedi Survivor. Like, just ve- like he has a very good relationship with Lucasfilm. Um, in terms of other stuff, he was the voice of Darth Maul for years and years. In I think Clone it's Wars, safe yeah. to say that Merrick is not Darth Maul. Yeah. You we know, we already did, saw him die, so... Like, if you look at his IMDb... Like, even in Rebels, where he portrayed Darth Maul, he was also Biker Scout number two, Imperial Officer number one, Imperial Technician. Like, he does a lot of stuff for them. And that, to me, says that, like, this may just be, this may be one of those times where it's just coincidence. He Mm -hmm. is a voiceover guy with Lucas a lot. Um, this is just one of those things where he happens to be doing voice work for it. And there happens to be a character that is sharing its name, but there's probably nothing attached to either of those. Hmm. Uh, I but like we'll that... see. I could be completely wrong. Come oh, back in like a couple of weeks from now. <laughs> oh, Hey, it was Ezra after all. No. <laughs> um, I did like seeing some of the other Rebels cartoon characters in live action form. Uh, like the, the governor of Lothal. Mm-hmm. Right. He's he, his, his in, in Rebels, he's the voice actor of that character and the character is drawn to look like him. And here he was in live action. 
it's like perfect. Is that a no brainer casting, right? So it's just nice to see a few thing, things like that. Um, Sorry, which character again? The governor, the guy in the yeah, uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, mm. that's his name. Uh, we, I was wondering how long it was going to take us to see uh, Harris' son, and there he is in episode three, causing trouble, running around on a on a big uh, spaceship. His father is a Jedi, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, his father um, is was. Uh, uh, Kanan. Yes. From Rebels. I knew that. Um, but he just looks like a human with green hair. I'm, yeah. It's kind of interesting that he doesn't have um, have more of the... What species is Hera? Twi'lek. Uh, Twi'lek features, yeah. yeah. No head tails. Maybe the human genetics are stronger than the Twi'lek genetics when it, when it comes to to their mating. Must be. Maybe he, maybe his head tails will, his uh, tails will grow in later. Um, but it's interesting, and it's one of I said this. I had this conversation with a friend the other day. It's like I kind of wish right now almost that we didn't have the sequel trilogy, that we didn't have a place to end at in, you know, I guess what like. 20 years from where we are right now or in the, yeah. in the Star Wars because mm. we know where things are going. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if we didn't have that mm. to kind of, you know, that roadblock up ahead. But we don't know the fate of Ahsoka or any of the Rebels characters. They haven't shown up in the in the timeline of the um, of the sequel trilogy. So exactly. yeah, the so closest we, we get is the ghost appears in uh, the the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. yeah. and who knows who's piloting it? No, not Last Jedi. Or no, um, Rise, Rise the of Skywalker. the Skywalker. Interesting. Right. So, but uh, and but it's like you know they haven't you know well from looking you know, there hadn't been anybody any Force users around or you know, talk about any Jedi or anything other than. Kylo Ren, right, and the the Knights of Ren, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where things end up going. Who knows? After long enough, you know, maybe all those you know loudmouths on YouTube will be right, and they'll just oh, we're ignoring those now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever happen. But then again, we keep getting movies that get new sequel reboots that say, like, oh yes, there's been five sequels to this original movie. We're not counting those anymore. This is the new official sequel. Like Halloween. And <laughs> I think there's one coming up for... Um, what's that horror movie? Um, I thought I've never seen. With the the vomiting and the priest and... The Exorcist? That's the one. They're supposed to be doing a new sequel to The Exorcist. Oh. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a prequel to the ex, or yeah, there is a new sequel to the Exorcist. Comes out in October with two kids. It's part of a trilogy, apparently. Yeah. <sighs> Fun times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, we're we're enjoying it. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching to the end. Um, I guess, but I do need to go back and watch not just Rebels, but also Clone Wars. I I I really. 
I mean, I, Ahsoka is, as a character is very striking. I recognize her right away, but I don't really know her backstory or her history or, mm. or all that stuff. So I've got lots of homework. You do. And it's good yes. homework for the most yeah. part. So True. True, true. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> um, okay, so that's it for that, and which brings us towards the end of the episode, which also means patrons. Uh, if you would like to help us out, three bucks a month gets you in the door at patreon.com slash true north nerds. Uh, and it also gets you this little shout out. And right now it's getting you a uh, once a month pod or Patreon exclusive episode of a show called Listen to This. It's a music show uh, host, co-hosted by myself and composers uh, host Alex James, um, where we talk about music. This month's episode, uh, Alex and I sat down for nearly two hours to discuss discuss the life and career of Robbie Robertson from the band and his solo stuff. And uh, it was, uh, I think it turned out pretty good, despite the fact that apparently my mic was incredibly low and Alex had to adjust the levels accordingly <laughs> for it. So uh, um, next episode, it's going to be a little bit lighter. It's going to be Alex and I talking about our favorite compilation albums, like big shiny tunes and stuff like that. So that nice. fun. Yeah. Um, and and we may also squeak in a bonus episode or release the November one early so we have a Halloween episode too. Nice. Ooh. So um shout outs to our patrons Drew, Karina, Rhino Vision, Alex, Team Woods, who also put together uh, the landing page for True North Nerds. Thank you, Team Woods. Um, which you can find at truenorthnerds.com. Uh Mike Hammond, who is doing printing at uh, maple 3D printing, 3D maple printing. Yes, I think you can find them on Instagram at three. Uh, yeah, ma- uh, 3D maple printing or yeah, one of those. Ah, yeah, one of them. Okay, something and, like that. And of course, our our good friend and supporter Rex. And so thank you all for the the financial support. It is very much appreciated. Uh, to that end, uh, guys, we are at the end of the episode. Geek picks. Who wants to go first? I've got one. Oh, go ahead, Kev. Okay, I'll go first. Um, So I stumbled on, I listened to a bunch of podcasts about various, various topics. And uh, back when, when I was doing my, um, uh, going through my geek, my giant geek list of of movies and TV to watch. and, And I was watching, you know, Batman, the 66 Batman show. I would listen to podcasts that go with it. And so through that, I discovered a website called Dimension 13, and they are a website that talks about Silver and Bronze Age comics. And I have re-fallen in love with Silver and Bronze Age comics, uh, especially through Dimension 13. They have various features on their website every week, including uh, what what current comics are coming out that sort of reflect Silver and Bronze Age, Bronze Age um, styles. Uh, including like World's Finest, the new DC books, and World's Finest Teen Titans. But they also have a, a feature called um, uh, What Was on Sale This Week In. So they'll say like 1976, and they will go through all the shipping lists and show you what the hottest books were 
from this week in 1976. And I find it really fun and fascinating. And I have sort of re-fallen in love with comics, but not modern comics, specifically Silver Age comics from like between 1960 and 1985 when the crisis started. So that's that's it. Uh, Dimension13.com. I follow them on Facebook. And I also have them in an RSS feed, so I see all of their um, posts. And I just find it really fun. There's lots of articles and interviews with people like Neil Adams and, um, uh, you know, those kinds of guys. Len Wein and people who wrote uh, early uh, Swamp Things and uh, DC Monster Comics and all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, if you have any interest in Silver Bronze Age comics, Dimension13.com is a really great website for that awesome mm-hmm. um my geek pick is also comics related i recently picked up a new graphic novel that came out uh the ambassadors by mark millar and mm. coming to a netflix probably near you sometime yeah. soon <laughs> It's even got the Netflix logo on the spine. Um, so the Ambassadors is a comic story where a uh, um, a South Korean scientist uh, has broken the the code to give people superpowers, and instead of you know selling it to the highest bidder or giving it to like you know the U.S. government or something like that, she has decided to put it out to the world for people to apply and she is going to pick uh right you know the best people from to represent like each pretty much each country or like certain countries and zones uh to be jo- to join her uh on her like super response team and so it's the six issue run yeah six issues uh almost every issue we get a look at a new like a new character once you're getting powers um it's uh, it, it culminates with a, a big fight with some other people at the end. I don't want to give spoilers. Uh, it also leaves um, it open for obviously to come back and tell more stories in this world. And I quite enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, the art's pretty good. The story's pretty good. I say go pick it up and read it. The Ambassadors. Awesome. Uh, for my pick this week is actually, I am, I am endeavoring on a quest that I actually tried to do at the start of the year and just sort of fell off of it. So I'm doing it again. And, uh, I am rereading William Gibson's Neuromancer, which is one of the first major cyberpunk books. And, uh, it's, it's, I still love this book. Um, it's very prophetic in a lot of ways of how, how things and culture have gone from when it was written in the early 80s to where things may be going. Uh, the corporate culture that is shown off in them is also uh, pretty interesting. Um, on a whole, it's it, it's amazing. Like th- this is the the book where really a lot of our ideas about cyberspace and even that term, I believe, like come out of and yet has not successfully been adapted to anything (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's one of those 
interesting things that like it, it it's just one of those uh sources that gets used a lot but when it comes to it actually getting like made it it seems to be almost cursed <laughs> um, there is there is a uh a bbc radio play of it that i've heard good things about um there's been an opera uh, in terms of a movie, it has come close multiple times. Uh, the last that we really heard about it was there. Uh, Tim Miller, who did the first Deadpool movie, was attached, and then nothing came of it. This was in 2017. Um, I know Apple was working on something, but I'm not sure if anything came out of that either so what i'm saying is if you want to be cool and ahead of the game <laughs> um th this is where you go oh, okay yeah so i just found it production was supposed to start on uh this summer so i'm guessing that did not happen mm. <laughs> I don't even know if casting was mm -hmm. was uh, out, but uh, it's a good book. And if you like that one, then you can get into the Sprawl trilogy, which there's that, Mona Lisa, Overdrive, and then Count Zero, which are all books that uh, take place in the same universe, don't necessarily feature the main characters crossing over, but there is one uh, supporting character who it is highly suggested is in every book. So Neuromancer by William Gibson. You can find it at your local library and pretty much everywhere else. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, that's the end of this episode. Next episode, uh, there'll be no Kevin because Kevin is going to Europe. I'm going to Europe. Kevin's European vacation. Look at Oh, super excited. I'm so excited. I've, I leave for Glasgow on Thursday, and then I meet up with my whole family on um, Sunday in Dublin. And uh, we've got a week of Irish adventures, and then I'm going to some theme parks. And you know I love my theme parks, so you'll hear all about it when I get back in a few weeks. Nice. All righty. And uh, I don't know what we'll be covering next episode, but it's going to be cool. Yep, always is. <laughs> sure it will be. Uh, until then, uh, take care, everyone, and hope you're doing as well as you can be. And uh, a bomb stay. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Your face is a sexy, it's the way